new beginning. Welcome to the Grief Dreams Podcast, everyone. Thank you for tuning in and listening to another episode. I'm really happy that you're a part of this, uh, I guess, this movement of just, you know, listening to people's grief, their dreams, and what they have to say about their journey. It, it always, for me, means a lot that people are going through this struggle and have learned some things along the way and are open to share, you know, their their struggles and their, you know, the things that they they maybe may not have found along the way or the dreams that they've had that you know gave them hope or maybe even the nightmares they've had so i'm really happy for our guests that do come on and share and hopefully that you know this is something that helps you guys out in your own life i know it's helping me and other guests have shared that it helps them just by sharing so at the end of the day uh, we have a really cool episode but before we get to who it is we have our special guest always jade carling black how are you doing today I'm well, thank you. I'm doing good, and uh, I'm excited for this episode. I should mention uh, before we start uh, my name, <laughs> in case you're new to this podcast. My name is uh, Joshua Black, and I'm the one doing the research at Brock University right now on grief dreams. And so, uh, from here, let's uh, Jade take it away. So today we have on one of my childhood friends that grew up around the block for me. Her name is Chelsea Gallant and Chelsea has suffered multiple deaths in her life, which she candidly shares with everybody and on her social media account and, and um, has had a lot of experience with grief and subsequently grief dreams as well. So we will be talking a little bit about her grief journey following the death of her father. His name is Brian and her best friend, Casey. So welcome, Chelsea. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Great. So this episode was sparked by, I saw a post. I've always kind of wanted to have you on the podcast, but I saw a post recently on your Facebook about a memorial tattoo you had gotten. Can you tell us a little bit about, beautiful tattoo, by the way, can you share with the listeners a little bit about why now the tattoo and um, just kind of explain a little bit what the image is is of and um, kind of um, why you decided to get it done? Um, thank you very much. I love the tattoo. It took a while to get it because I wanted to make sure that, like, I was, I just didn't want to get anything. I wanted to make sure I was representing um, my dad and what he means to me. So um, I've kind of been on a spiritual journey since he passed away, and I decided to go with a crescent moon dream catcher, and I got my dad's favorite animal is eagles so I wanted eagle feathers and so I put the eagle feathers I put one on one side and three on the other side because 13 is a very significant number he was born on May 13th and we actually got married on his 50th birthday and since he's passed I see 13 all the time if I'm looking at the clock or if I'm at a sports event, I'll see a jersey, just I seem to see 13 a lot and that just always makes me think of my dad and lets me know that he's with me. So I think it's a good uh, representation of him and I think he's probably pretty proud of it. Oh, that's so cool. And that's so interesting that 13 is kind of your way to continue your, your bond and stuff. Did your dad know that you were fond of, of the number 13? Like obviously planned i'm assuming to get married on his 50th birthday and that um he was born on the 13th like is that yeah, something I don't, you kind of connected over or not so much when he was alive um like i know it was his favorite number obviously but um 
it was more after he passed away, like, I kind of, like, C-13 a lot when, it seems like when something significant is going to happen, I'll start seeing it a lot. Like, um, last year, I kept seeing it, and I said to my husband, something's going to happen, and then my grandma ended up going to the hospital. It just seems like times like that, so... Not so much when he was alive, we didn't connect, but I knew it was like his favorite number. But um, I think we just decided his birthday fell on a Saturday and we were living in Calgary at the time. So we decided it would be cool to get married on his birthday. And um, yeah, it's just like a cool way to connect with him. Mm-hmm. So the the dream catcher, was he fond of dream catchers or that's more your thing? Or is that symbolic of the dreams you've had of him? He was, um, actually, when he passed away, one of the only things I got, he, my dad didn't have a lot. Um, I didn't want really anything, but um, I really wanted the dream catcher that was hanging in his on his rear view mirror. So I have that in my bedroom now. And I just, um, after he passed away, I kind of knew before, but after he passed away, we found out more about um, our ancestry with, like, natives. So I guess we have some Cree in my father's side. I'm really looking into that. I really love um, learning about our ancestry. And um, I guess that's kind of why he liked them so much. But I'm not sure. It's interesting. You almost want to, you wish you could have asked that question prior. Like, why do you have this thing hanging in your, you know, in your, <laughs> your car? Um, you know, because you see it all the time and I'm always curious like do these people are they hanging it just because it's like decorative and it looks kind of cool or is there there some kind of deeper meaning here yeah I um I I didn't get to ask him it would be neat to ask him but it was just something I I really wanted to have that of his just something to keep of his I actually recently bought um one for my friend because he had seen that I'd made one and he said how much he liked them and he had used to have one in his car. So I went out and bought him a little one to put in his car and he's like really thankful of it. So it's pretty neat to be able to give that gift to someone. Absolutely. Very cool. So I wanted to, you had mentioned that after your dad passed away that you had started on a spiritual journey. Is your dad's passing what kind of sparked that or did you were you moving in that direction before he passed and kind of talk a little bit about how your grief sparked the spiritual journey and what what that's kind of looked like for you um it was more after he passed I kind of like I struggled with like religion and stuff all through high school and I didn't know what to believe in so when he passed I was kind of like I need to know that like he's still here. Like there's got to be something that we can still connect. So I was on like YouTube and reading books and I actually like, I love the Long Island medium. I just love that they can like connect and talk to their loved ones. So I was reading her books and watching her shows and just through YouTube and stuff. I was like learning so much and it actually really helped um, a couple months later when we would face sudden death of our best friend's brother and since then it's just been a pretty neat uh, journey and especially right now in my life we're on the journey of sobriety and it's a very spiritual program so I'm so thankful I had that 
kind of introduction before and now I'm able to understand it a little more. That's interesting. I always like grief is just so hard in general, but but I feel like grief is, you know, such a beautiful catalyst to open to like new ways of thinking and the pain of grief can be so tremendously heavy. So, you know, there's so many people that we talk to on the podcast and just in my day-to-day interactions where, you know, people say the same thing. It's like they they just, you know, they're grasping for understanding and comfort and hope and all those things. And so it opens them up to to a whole whole new realm and and way of thinking. And I think that's really beautiful. You know, and sad that that um like, you know, grief is hard. I don't want to undermine that, but in in a way a lot of really beautiful gifts come from you know how we feel when we're dealing with our grief and it sounds like that's that's really the case for you as well so what um, you sorry Josh. actually i got a yeah i got a question uh did you use alcohol before he died or was his death the trigger for you to start drinking um i definitely did before he died but um i was also like my husband works overseas and i'm a stay-at-home mom so I was raising the kids, so I wasn't as bad. I, but after he passed, it definitely kind of, I think I just kind of like gave up. Um, I'm also a member of Al-Anon because I married an alcoholic. And it just, um, I tried so hard to help him all the years before. And then once my dad passed away, it was kind of like, I just threw in the towel and just didn't care anymore. And I just found myself drinking more and more and just becoming someone I didn't want to be. So it definitely, um, I guess, yeah, it did change me in a way. Like there were some good parts that I was on the spiritual journey, but I was also losing my spiritual self at the same time. Well, I think that really speaks to like, and a lot of people go through that. And I know I went through that. But when I you first start opening up to a new world, you're learning a lot too. But it can be a lot to swallow because you're like kind of deconstructing everything that you thought you knew. And so as much as you're like moving forward, a lot of times it's like, you know, bizarre because it can be like some steps back in the, you know, at the same time. And I, I remember with my own journey, really, at the beginning, like when I started opening up to a new way of thinking and you know, it's kind of, you can fall down a little bit more. And I found myself, you know, it's like you're doing better, exactly what you said, but at the same time, you're really struggling with all these new insights and incorporating it into your life. And that can be really challenging. It is. It's, uh, I'm glad we're where we are now. I think if I, with um, being sober and like fighting this program, at first, the whole finding a higher power was a struggle for me. So someone said, you know, you can use your dad. And I did. I prayed to him so much. And my best friend, I would like talk to his picture and just please help me, please help me. And I think they really did. Like, I believe they did help me lead me in this direction. And I'm so thankful for that. And like you said, I think totally differently. And now I know, like, I just have to ask for help. And like, I can get it. It's it's pretty amazing. Wow, I think that's that's super cool. That you say like you didn't really have a religion, and do you have a religion now, or is it really 
it's just you understand that there is sort of this something else after that your dad's there and helping you is that like your your religion yeah i don't really like follow any religion i don't teach my children any religion i want to let them decide for themselves what to believe in i just i kind of like i don't want to worry about what's going to happen when i'm gone i really you know i'm really learning to like live in the now and um not focus on any of those religions or anything i just you know i believe we're all energy and we can connect with anybody we can you know i i like your whole podcast about grief dreams i know i can like ask for it and they sometimes they'll say like i could really use a dream and they will come and it's it's pretty cool well that is amazing it's amazing how you found that way yourself it wasn't like you're already in a system and then you just adopted a system you really you know for found a way to maintain that bond and then go beyond what you normally would have thought you would have maybe done before they died you know you probably didn't care um, but now that they did die it's like no like actually there's got to be something more as you're saying and you know, you're search searching a little bit deeper within yourselves on what what is what may be possible and it seems to be giving you a lot of comfort and it seems to be the thing they said you're praying to to help you get the strength to conquer some of these um coping mechanisms that you're using that may not be uh that great for you at that time so i think it's amazing that you know here you are you know like <laughs> and it's crazy like if i had had you on the show like we had you on maybe what two years when did you uh actually quit the first do you remember um when i became sober my dry date is december 6th what year 2017 Wow. So it's interesting, right? Like, because if you would have came on before, then you, you may not have the insights and you may not have the, I think, the, the encouragement for others to be able to on the road that they're walking. Because I said, a lot of some of the people are having some hard times and they're using all sorts of stuff. Yeah, I'm definitely like, I know there's like a anonymity about the whole program, but that's something that doesn't bother me. I'd rather like, get the word out and let people know there is help like not a lot of people knew that I was struggling with something like I kind of hit it pretty well and made it seem like I was just this happy housewife you know and I it, I might not have been a fall down drunk or you know I didn't get in trouble but it was still a problem it was changing who I am and I was turning into someone I never wanted to be so I know there's a lot of people that are, are still struggling and I don't mind like getting the word out that there is help and there are ways to live a better life. Absolutely. And I think, you know, alcoholism or any kind of substance abuse doesn't always look like what people think it looks like. And so, and that's, it's different for, you know, every person you have to decide for yourself if it's problematic in your life and who you want to be and, and if it's aligned with who you want to be and, you know, just your element of, of being in control and feeling proud of the decisions that you're making is so important. So I think, you know, it's just this conversation altogether just has the power to really inspire people to take a look at their own life and, and you know, decide for themselves if, if that's something that they, they want and they need to work on. And yeah, I think that's kind of my disclaimer is that it always doesn't uh, look like, you know, what people think it looks like you know they have the idea of like homeless or 
drunk or addict or whatever, but like you're saying, you're happy stay-at-home mom and the average person would look at you and, and wouldn't feel like your drinking was out of control or, or anything like that. So, well, congrats to you on making that shift. And it's not easy, especially with, you know, it's, it's a, alcohol is the most widely used substance, drug, whatever you want to call it. So it's, it can be really hard to, to make that shift when you're around people who, who are, are drinking and it's kind of like a commonality and it's everywhere. So to take that stand and, and really do something that's, you know, help, help you and your, and your overall well being, it's really courageous and uh, really cool, I think. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm happy. This, I know this is where I'm supposed to be. My husband's on the same path and we're just traveling along it together. And, you know, my recovery is mine and his is his, but we're coming together and it's great. It's great for our family. It's great for our kids. And I'm glad we were able to find it. Very cool. So for those listeners that don't know, me and Chelsea grew up together. We went to the same grade school. We grew up a block, a block from one another. And so we were like, we had a bunch of friends that lived in our, on our little block in Niagara, which is in Ontario. And um, there was a woman that babysat a lot of kids in the community and stuff. Her name was Naomi, Naomi Stewart. And, um, she was my caregiver from the time for me and my brother from the time that uh, I was four months old. My mom went back to work and I started uh, being dropped off there. And she was a really influential person in my life. She was the perfect mix of sass and love and compassion and humor. Uh, and she was a mean baker and um, just an all around beautiful woman. And so yeah, like everyone in the in the community knew her and she passed away in the early 2000s. And um I was having a conversation with Josh the other day and I wondered, did you go to Naomi's funeral? Chelsea? I don't think I did. I don't no, I, don't I don't remember, but I don't I don't think I did. No, I tried to remember what I was doing in 2000, but um it could have been when I was I lived in um, Barrie for a bit around then. I think I was working at Canada's Morningland. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I know I don't. I don't think I did go. Well, I wouldn't even really remember because I was like really. Speaking of drug use, I was like really in the throes of my addiction. So I, I like I that whole time for me was you know that death was so hard on me. Like I was already super unstable at the time, and. So I don't even, like, I can't even, like, really put together details. Like, I know I went to the funeral, but was I on planet Earth? Is, is I don't know. I, I can't even really tell you because, you know, that and that, like, I was using at the time before she died. And then, so that just, just took my substance abuse to, like, the extremes. And so, I don't know. I might have been high at the funeral. So I don't know who I saw or who went there or whatever but it was just a really hard like probably my first really difficult you know experience of grief like it was just horrible for me and I just did not want to sit with that at all and so I was really um you know just trying to cope to survive any any way I could in any moment I sat with it I would just you know be, be hysterical and that was really sad because she was you know such a 
a huge part in in my life like, like she really you know took care of me and my brother and then yeah just a really hard 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 passing and um just very difficult time so yeah but I think in a lot of ways too that her passing kind of inspired me to once I did get going on my spiritual journey inspired me to kind of um make shifts within myself and and I often found myself talking to her on the other side as well and saying help me make sense of this and I miss you and and so in the same way that you're describing you know with your dad I I really felt that with Naomi as well right I I do remember her um I wasn't as close as you were but like living across the street she was a great lady and it is like losing anybody is hard um I didn't experience like a huge loss until my dad but we had lost um friends actually my one of my close friends her father passed away just before my father and um there's actually a lot of people I know who are in this like club of people who've lost their fathers pretty young. So um, it's definitely sad, but it's nice we can be here for each other and um, talk about it. I think it's great what you guys are doing because sometimes people don't talk about it. Absolutely. And what year did your did your father die? 2013. So he passed away in May. May, he actually passed away May 12th, the day before his birthday, and it was Mother's Day that year as well. And I was hung over. I did not expect to go to the hospital that morning, and um, I ended up there all day. And I actually held my dad's hand while he passed away. It was me and my youngest sister. So that was uh, that's that's pretty tough because like I didn't want to be there for that but in another way I'm glad I could be there for him but it's still something that's like it's always going to be in your mind that you know seeing that last breath and um it's tough did you ever have any dreams of that moment because some people can have those reenactments where they're dreaming of that last breath over and over again I don't think dreams, no, but like I do find myself thinking about her sometimes. And, um, you know, thankfully now I've learned about chasing negative thoughts away, whereas before I would just do and let them sit there. But um, I definitely like I think about her sometimes. Not so much dream, though. Oh, well, that's good. That means your dreams. So are your dreams more positive of him? At first when I dreamt of my dad I would only hear his voice like I remember one time he he had called me and he said something like is Brittany who's my sister is Brittany coming to get these kids or are you and I was like no Brittany's not driving my truck but just, I heard his voice so clearly and then after that like I've seen him a couple times which is nice to like see him um he actually had his leg amputated two weeks before he passed away. So I remember like dreaming that he had, you know, he had both his legs, which was like, it's kind of like a relief. Like, I know he was pretty upset about losing his leg. He knew that it had to be done, but I mean, obviously it's a sad thing. So it's nice to know that he's got both his legs now. That's amazing. Oh, that's really cool to to hear. Yeah. Like, I see this a lot where like the deceased is just like they're healthier than they were in waking life. Right. And like 
the clothes he was wearing was it like typical clothes he would wear or was it like you know like a all white suit or something um no it was like his blue jeans and his cowboy boots and <laughs> long hair <laughs> <laughs> i guess they don't normal. get haircuts his, then. <laughs> his normal his his normal attire yeah yeah, he wasn't in a, a Jesus outfit or anything, Josh. He wasn't in a Jesus <laughs> <No>. outfit. <laughs> but you know what? It's difficult. It's I think I like when uh, like you dream of people and they're in like their normal, normal stuff because it's like, hey, that's you. That's how you remember them. They're just I've had. I think I you had a, a a dream of your father too. Remember Josh, and he was wearing like that, sh- you know, like a shirt he would always wear, and it had like a loose collar and kind of just his yeah, normal right. yeah. attire. Yeah, his normal tower was like promotional t shirts. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. Yeah, so so good. good. So um Casey, which was your best friend that and how long oh, hold after on, your hold on. Hold on. Okay, go um, ahead. is there any more dreams? Um or is that like those were those like the two big dreams that you've had with him? Was I've the had, hearing I've had dreams, like I've had a lot of dreams, but like I don't always like remember them. I just like wake up and I'm like I know he was there and I'll just say like, thank you. Thank you. Like, I don't know. My brain might be a little like fried for long-term memory, but I just know that they're, they've happened and he's been there. So you have like so a even general comfort feeling from it then, even if you don't remember all the details. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's cool. That's amazing how you can get comfort even though you don't remember the dream. I think that's, that's super amazing. Yeah. I, I don't know. I I just find like there's a lot of things that like let me know he's around. Like even the past like week or so, I've been finding dimes in my bedroom, and I know people say that's a sign from above that your loved ones are with you. Like even last night, I sat down on my bed to read the girls' report cards, and then suddenly there was just a dime at my feet, and I was like, "Well, that's pretty cool." Like I just take that as a sign to like know that he's here. That is like so when you when you have those signs, is it just that he's there or that do you feel loved at that moment also? Oh, definitely I feel loved. Like, um I don't know. I don't I don't go to the cemetery to visit my dad. Like I I think I've gone once and um maybe twice. Like last year both my grandfathers passed away within four days of each other. Um, I haven't dreamt of them or anything, but we went to see my dad because he was at the same cemetery. But other than that, I just like, I don't know why. It's like, I just know he's around and I take comfort in that. Cool. And so I know you have some children. Did they meet your father before uh, he died? Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My dad actually, so I have a 13-year-old named Jada and I have 11 year old twins Kyla and Layla and when they were born like I said before my husband works overseas so he's usually gone for a couple weeks at a time three or four weeks so when they were first born my dad actually came and lived with us for the first year of the twins life which was like a huge help it was amazing I should say when we grew up, my dad was an alcoholic and like my parents got divorced. But once we started having kids, when my niece Michaela was born, she's 17 now, my dad just like sobered up. I think he did it on his own. I recently learned that 
he used to go to AA meetings and then come home and drink. I didn't know that. But um, so he wasn't like the best father to us, but he like was definitely an amazing grandfather. He loved all his grandkids so much. And, you know, he would stop by. We used to call him Pokeroo because he would come and like just stop by for a couple minutes and then leave. But like the fact that he was always there and always stopping by and always calling on birthdays, it was just like he really kind of redeemed not being the greatest father by the way he was with his grandkids. Wow, that's that's amazing. And that's what a special story for him to change um, his life around, which can inspire you that it's possible. You know, I'm guessing that inspired you that it's possible for yourself too. Absolutely. And I'm guessing your dreams probably would have been more negative if you never maybe rebuilt that relationship with him. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we had, you know, we did get to rebuild our relationship because he was living with me. We had, we watched shows together and we would have, like, we would get these cinnamon buns with little apple pieces in them. Those were his favorite dessert and he would eat them all. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) it was nice to, like, have him there to help. But not only that, to just kind of rebuild that relationship because I think I was, like, eight when my parents got divorced and he moved out and then we only saw him on weekends and yeah, it was good. He kind of, I think he lived, he lived with myself and he lived with my sister, Brittany. So he kind of made his rounds. Wow. That's cool. And then have you ever asked your children if they've ever dreamt of them? I have. They, you know, I'm really open about all this with my kids um, about, you know, I don't want them to be scared of death and I want them to know that our loved ones are still with them. So I'm, They might think I'm crazy Um, right now because I'm in AA. They think I'm in the Illuminati, but um, (laughs) they, they do, they, you know, they have dreamt of them. Um, Kyla, sometimes she says she sees them and, you know, I tell them not to be scared. Like it's just Papa or if something happens, we'll say it's just Papa, like watching out for you, letting you know he's there, but they definitely do dream they do have dreams as well. Amazing story about healing. And, you know, I think that's common a lot for parents to, you know, when kids come around and they become grandparents, there's an opportunity to heal a lot of stuff and, you know, do it again. And in a way, I guess you kind of put it right the wrongs and stuff. So that's really cool that you, you know, your dad was such a big part of your your children's lives and they have those memories forever and that you know you can kind of um, encourage them to reflect on him and not be afraid and and I think that really sets the tone for you know dealing with grief and death in a, a healthier way so kudos to you for doing that because not everybody you know it's it's it can be an uncomfortable topic and so not everybody is um, as open when you know conversing about those things with their kids Right, absolutely. So I so your dad passed away in two thousand and thirteen and your best friend, Casey, how long after that did he pass away? Um, so my dad passed away in May and Casey it was boxing day of the same year, two thousand thirteen. Um, Casey and his brother Christopher um were in a tragic snowmobile accident on boxing day. So um, Casey was like our, not just my best friend, he was like just like a family best friend. Um, 
my husband's best friend, but he was there for us. Like I said, while my husband's away, he he helped with the girls, and he was just a amazing friend. Wow. So that was a shocking, like a shocking experience, and obviously you weren't anticipating that in any way, shape, or form. No, absolutely not. Um, I was... I believe these like strange coincidences, they happen for a reason. And um, the day he passed away was Boxing Day. So I was picking up chairs from my sister's house and I couldn't get my tailgate open. So I called him because he's like the truck guy. Like we just got a new truck. So I was like, oh my God, I think I broke the new truck. So I called him like panicking and he didn't answer. But when he called back, the truck like magically opened and that was our last like conversation that we got to have. And it was only a couple hours later that the accident happened. So I'm like thankful that um, I got that. I got to have that conversation. And even a couple of days before he passed away, he was here helping me with my fireplace. And um, one of my favorite memories of him is at the front door. Like he, he hugged my kids goodbye and said, Merry Christmas. And um, just see, like I can still see them at the front door in this big group hug. And I'm thankful for that, that we did get to see him and talk to him before he passed. Well, what a like tremendously hard year too to go through like that. Both those in such a short period of time is so hard, so hard to deal with. Have you ever dreamt of Casey? Um, yeah, I've had a couple dreams of him. Um, one dream, I remember, like, we were bringing groceries into his house, and um, I knew he wasn't supposed to be there. Like, I knew he was gone, but he was there. And I was like, why are you here? Like, I didn't understand it, and I just, like, I literally woke up in tears. That was probably one of the first dreams. Um, and just actually a couple weeks ago, I dreamed, actually, we were on good old Wilson Street and uh, at my mom's house for some reason, watching a movie and suddenly he was there and he said, why do you get the big couch? And it was just a really short dream, but it, it was really funny because that would kind of be something he would say. I was just going to ask that was in, in like real life. Is he like that? Would he say something like that? Oh yeah. He, he would always like pick on me and the girls. Like he was a great guy. <laughs> so if that's the definition of a great guy <laughs> i got work to do <laughs> I, I think she was more alluding to his sense of humor and playfulness which is always a joy to be around and that's i know, that's, I know. that's cool you have those memories and I, you know it's always those simple things like at the door doing like the big group bear hug and you know those things are so meaningful and beautiful images to have you know, in your mind's eye for the rest of your life. And I love those moments. And, and that's great that you have those to hold on to because it's always good to have more positive, positive memories. It's, you know, can help us kind of just smile when we need, when we really need it. Absolutely. I'm actually really curious because you have these sort of continuing bonds with your father, like 13, the Eagle and Dreamcatcher. Do you have different ones for Casey? No, not really. Like I talk to him a lot. <laughs> I think he's listening. I, you know, I, I take a lot of pictures, so I have like we have a frame with a bunch of pictures in it. So I just kind of like talk to his pictures a lot or pray to him. I do. I find a lot of dimes, and I just like to think that's uh, 
someone watching out for us. I don't. Maybe it's him. Maybe it's my dad. Who knows? Could be grandpa. Um, <laughs> but not really. Not so much with like the numbers. No. Okay. I think it's interesting. I think it's interesting when, like, say, like multiple people die. You have different signs or different things you do to re- to remember them or to feel loved by them. And so, have you ever asked your husband if he's ever dreamt of his best friend? I think he has. I'm pretty sure he has. He was actually in Singapore when Casey passed away, and the the same day Casey was here fixing my fireplace. Um, my husband had called and told me he lost his backpack in a cab and it had his wedding ring and passport and basically his entire life in there. So um, I was like so upset that day. I was mascara everywhere crying because he was supposed to come home and I thought he'd be stuck there for weeks while they got his passport. So um, I ended up having to call him and telling him about the accident and they were able to like rush him home which is I'm so thankful for that um but yeah he definitely he took it really hard I know he's dreamed of him but I don't remember what they were <laughs> <laughs> well let's get I'm glad you're asking the questions or they're sharing the dreams with you because I think that's just amazing thing there's a lot of people I, I talk to that they never share their experiences or ask a question uh, just because if they've, because you've had your own positive dreams, they don't want people to get jealous. So it's nice that you, you're having an, more or less an open conversation about these experiences. Yeah, definitely. I don't want to like not talk about it. I, it's, it's amazing to talk about good, positive things. So I'm glad I can bring that to my children and let them know that like this is pretty cool. <laughs> and we can talk about it. Why do your children think you're in the Illuminati? Because of AA or? It's because they're on YouTube too much. Is that why? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. YouTube and those conspiracy theories. Yeah. They, uh, they definitely, yeah, they're like, you're never home. You're always going to meetings. And, oh. um, I don't know. I don't know the triangle. <laughs> the AA symbol. Oh, right. And I try and like, I have like slogans. Um, all over my house and you know I'm trying to teach them like a positive way of living and hopefully they don't fall down the same path we went Um, so I kind of I don't drill it into them but you know if they have a problem I'll be like well put it in the let go box or let go and let God (laughs) Um, yeah they think I'm crazy I love it. I love it. I think it's so cool. And I like the let go box. I think that's amazing. I've done that myself. And I don't think that's crazy. I think that's very healthy. I think it's way better than holding on. And and like you said before, stewing it and letting it create emotional poison in your mind. I think letting things go is a very healthy practice. And, and if you can give that to your kids, it's a beautiful gift. They might not, you know, realize the, uh, the brilliance of it at this point in their life, but they will eventually. Yeah, they're, you know, my oldest is a teenager and the twins are preteens, so they basically know everything. Um, so it is hard uh, to, like, you know, try and talk to them about things. Um, my, I'm just a mom and I don't know anything. So. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if this is what your dad felt or, like, and your mom felt. You know, like, 
because I never, I don't have kids, but I'm guessing, you know, Jade has one and you have three, but I'm guessing you get a different appreciation of, you know, you being a child in front of your parents, you know, because it's like, you weren't always like this. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my daughter's one, so she hasn't given me the gamut yet. Um, But in different ways, I see myself in her, you know, she's a wild child. She's spunky and I can see that kind of. I see my I see myself in her. So I I I'm not at the stage Chelsea, so I can only you know imagine in my in my beautiful mind what that's going to look like, but um you know, you learn a lot being a parent as I'm sure Chelsea could allude to. So do they resemble you as a child, Chelsea? Like was that something that you used to do? Um oh man, they're all so different. Mm. Um Jada's like She's smart, but like it's almost like she's too smart because she can. Like I told her, you should be a lawyer because like you can. She'll argue with you until you just want to give in. <laughs> like okay, you're right, fine. Um, but, but that's also like teenagers and growing up and puberty and all this other stuff that's going on. I mean, sometimes I'm like, did I stop drinking at the wrong time? <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, I definitely picked the right time to stop. Um, um, Kyla and Layla, like, although they're twins, they are different. Um, there are some things that are like me as a child, and, you know, they're a lot like their dad, too. So they got a good mixture. <laughs> I just want to ask one more question, Josh, before we head into the last dream segment. You've experienced so much grief in your life. A lot we didn't even talk about in this episode. We would probably be here for a really long time if you were to outline the grandparents and and all the grief that you've experienced. If you could share one thing with our, our listeners about what you've learned from grief, what would it be? Just... I guess just to like enjoy the moment. Like um, I'm in my bedroom right now and I put a chalkboard, I have a big circle of chalkboard paint. I write little quotes on it and like the biggest word there is live in the now. Like that's the most important thing. Sometimes I forget that, you know, I'm only human. We all have bad days, but I try to be quick to remind myself like, where am I? What am I doing? Who am I with? Just to like be present in the moment because that's really all we have. And just to enjoy it, enjoy everything, enjoy your, even the bad stuff is a lesson that you're learning and you might have to learn it a couple times over, but you know, everything happens for a reason and you can learn and grow from it. Be here now. Be right here right now. And I'm just happy that the three of us were able to just sit and be here now with each other and share a little bit from all of our lives. Well, Josh, not so much. More me and Chelsea today. But yeah, it's just it's really amazing to connect with people in that way. And um, so much we're just focused on the past or the future. And you're absolutely right. All we have is, is this moment. And there's so many beautiful things in this moment simple things things that we overlook but when you actually stop to to you know reflect on them and consider there there's a lot of uh gratitude there and and a lot of blessings and from that space a lot more a lot more good comes from that space so beautiful advice i hope and you know anyone who's listening feels in reminded and encouraged to um to really just take a deep breath and and 
be mindful of what's going on around you and and all the good stuff. So great. Thank you for that. You're welcome. All right. So the final question that we like to ask people that come on the podcast is if you could have a dream tonight of someone who has died, what would that dream look like? Oh, my. I don't know. I like I kind of like just like surprises. I don't I would want everybody there and just to be able to like sit down and talk to them. And like I just said, like, just enjoy the moment. I don't really know what it would look like. That's beautiful. All right. We'll help you out with that. So let's pick a place. So what place would you want all these people to be hanging out in? Your house? Uh, Is there a special spot? Wonderland? (laughs) No. Oh, no. No. (laughs) Uh, uh, Probably up north. Like, I just love... Or even Prince Edward Island. We get to go there a lot, thankfully. But um, up north, we've been with our family friends to their property a couple years in a row. And... uh, I just love, um, it's near Bancroft and it's a beautiful lake, a beautiful spot. And I just find like so much peace and happiness, um, just being up there. So definitely be up there. Nice. I'm guessing in the summer, right? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> no, no one wants a winter dream. What are you nuts? No. There's no other option. <laughs> That's funny. And do you want them to be the same age they were when they died? Or do you want them to have grown or be younger? Um, the same age. Okay. That's nice. That's how I remember them, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Definitely cool. the same age. And so are you guys all at the beach then? Or are you just solo camping? Like, what's going on? Probably at the beach, yeah. That's like... That's a good spot to go there. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So everyone's just hanging out at the beach. Seems like a pretty relaxed environment going on. Um, do you want them to say anything? Is there like any one-liners that uh, you want Casey to say? <laughs> I don't know. That's my beach <laughs> towel. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Yeah, he would probably say something funny. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Josh cool. Is very specific with these hey. dreams. He wants to know. Yeah, I like it. I like this. This is a really fun little task I do. Well, maybe I'll ask, I'll ask him for that dream. <laughs> maybe I'll get it. <laughs> That's funny. And uh, okay, this is the last question. Do you want um, any living people also there? So do you just want to be you and the deceased, or do you want your other family members to also be there with you? Oh, I want them all there. Oh, wow, this is, <laughs> you may need a couple dreams just to landscape this thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, it's amazing. Well, thank you for uh, playing uh, playing this game. <laughs> yeah. Thank you <laughs> for having me, guys. Yeah, it was our absolute pleasure. I'm happy that you 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 came on. If you have any more dreams in the future, I don't know if you record your dreams or write them down or whatever, but uh, keep a journal. We'd love to. Uh, have you have you back on uh in in a moment's time and and you know share some some any new insights you have on on your journey and and perhaps any new dreams that you've come across and congrats to you on your journey i wish you the best in moving forward in your sobriety and your practice of of being here now and just thank you for being so open and stuff today that's it's really courageous and and you know to be so candid about your road and and your grief and and everything it's i know it's from that space that you know people are helped the most in, in the most meaningful way so thank you for just showing up today
Thank you guys so much. It's awesome to talk to you guys. I know it's been a long time, but it's great to connect again. All right. Yes. And yeah, thank you, Chelsea, for coming on. It's amazing Thanks, to guys. hear. It's amazing to hear about your journey. Cause like even like we grew up as kids, but I didn't know like this stuff about with your dad and your separation with your parents and stuff. And like you have like a different appreciation for what people do go through in in the shadows. And I think, you know, you held it a lot together. And, you know, it came it came to this sort of point where you had a choice to make. And it's amazing you made a choice that's gonna best help you in the future and also your family as a whole to find their way. Because, you know, like your kids are going to, you know, have struggles and they're going to look to you for what to do. And so it's nice that you have your role model now for them as they move forward in, in their life. And when they suffer their own losses um, and breakups, uh, <laughs> that will probably be on the horizon. <laughs> so thank yeah. you for sharing and, and sharing your dreams, too. And I love the tattoo also. And hopefully, uh, yeah, we, uh, we get to chat about this uh, more uh, in the future. Chelsea, is there anything, uh, is there, if there's someone want to contact you um, and let you know anything about your dream or, you know, maybe the podcast, is there a place they can reach you? Sure. Uh, my email is cgallant, which is G-A-L-L-A-N-T 24 at kojiko.ca. Um, kojiko is C-O-G-E-C-O. Nice. So if you want to know more about the Illuminati, just give her, uh, send her a message. <laughs> we'll give her the secret handshake. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Oh, uh, your kids are funny. Uh, so for our stuff, um, if you want to just check out griefdreams.ca for more information on the topic, um, we have everything on there. And if you want to check out a Facebook group, if you want to share your dreams you've had, uh, feel free to join that group and share them there. Also, you can check us out on Instagram or Twitter at Grief Dreams. And if you want to share your story of grief and your dreams that you've had, feel free to email us and uh, tell us what they are and we'll hopefully get you on. So at the end of the show, as we always like to say, with love and gratitude from us to you. introduced myself you have introduced yourself this is a very good conversation